Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. Hope everybody had a good weekend. Pretty good. I'm very restful, though. Traveling around a lot. Running around a lot. So we got some catching up to do. I'll look back at this weekend of news and try to figure out the trajectory of the world and if it's changed from careening headfirst into a cesspit. <laughs> Quick uh, glance over the headlines. No, it's uh, still that. It's still we're still collapsing even faster now as the people in power do everything they can to accelerate the collapse. We'll talk about all of it, but first. Here's the latest from John Bowne. Biden's U.N. border hell destroys America. Tonight, a heartbroken mother telling us her teenage son died after unknowingly taking a lethal dose of fentanyl. The Georgia Department of Health now warning that 66 people in Georgia have overdosed on the drug in the last month alone, the youngest only 10 years of age. The 72,000 Americans last year who died from fentanyl poisoning. That's more than the entirety of Vietnam, the entire Vietnam War. Migrant children pouring into our area on flights chartered by the feds. Former Westchester County Executive Rob Astorino says that's what you're seeing on this video from a distance at Westchester County Airport. And he says the number of flights is increasing. We have no answers about basic questions like who's coming here, where are they being settled or, or, or taken to. The News for Jack's I-Team is digging into claims that the federal government is flying illegal immigrants into Jacksonville in the dark of night as the Biden administration tries to handle the flood of people crossing into the U.S. along the southern border. But I see the arrogance. Uh, as we understand it, 48 migrants were uh, lured, I will use the word lured, uh, under false pretenses. They were taken to uh, Martha's Vineyard from what, from what we can gather uh, for nothing, for little more than a photo op, video op. And then they were unceremoniously stranded in Martha's Vineyard. As far as the border, we're taking unprecedented action. Uh, we had to, to fix something that was broken, especially by the, the last administration. We've secured record levels, this is what we have been able to do, of funding for the, the, the Department of Homeland Security. You know, doing it for the sake of a headline, what we're seeing with these governors is, is irresponsible and it's, it's inhumane. It's inhumane. And the evil. Biden and the Democrats, you tell me, look at their faces. You tell me which one of these 20 percent, 20 to 40 percent of these children are going to go missing. And the corruption. Well, think about this, OK? People came into this country illegally, violating our laws. OK, and the first thing they do is get lawyers and use our laws to sue an elected governor, to sue a state. And the chutzpah. We have a shortage of workers in our country. And you see even in Florida, some of the farmers and the growers saying, why are you shipping these uh, immigrants uh, up north? We need them to pick the crops down here. And there's really not even words to describe it. The Democratic Party working for the UN and the globalists does a worldwide lockdown, opens the borders, floods us with tens of millions of people, and then the Republicans ship 50 people the Naval Observatory in D.C. where the vice president puppet lives, Kamala Harris, and they ship 
48 people to Martha's Vineyard and they ship a few thousand to Chicago and they literally call it human trafficking and they call it illegal when they're the ones running it all. It's just so insane to watch them say, we are so enriched by the 48 illegal aliens that came here in Martha's Vineyard, but we shipped them all away. And to see gushing articles, how good the left is and how wonderful they are, and to see Twitter leftists celebrating how they love migrants when they're the first people that don't want any of these folks around them. It is just incredible. When we're there over the last few years showing children being handed to random men to be put in vans and driven to God knows where through human smuggling, the left loves it. They cover it up. They say, oh, Jones staged that footage of kids being loaded in a van. No, it was real. But then when they do it, it's a good thing. And then when Republicans just take a few people that were already vetted and released about to be flown to Florida. Share that link, folks. And when the states fly that up. You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal as we continue to document the ongoing war. This is a wartime broadcast coming to you live from Central Texas here on Infowars.com and band.video. The information war, the culture war, the spiritual war continues to rage this weekend and we're going to get into all of that news in the third hour we'll be joined by leo zagami and we'll be taking your calls throughout this program get ready we're going to open up the phone lines nice and early today but we'll begin today as we do every day with our daily dispatch all right here it is folks your daily dispatch for monday the 3rd of october 2022 Credit Suisse may or may not be a Lehman moment, but something is going to break, Sri Kumar says. Yeah, no institution is too big to save, says Sri Kumar. Essentially, there are some very, very troubling-looking numbers coming out of Credit Suisse. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce it. I don't even know. <laughs> I just read it. Credit – is that how you pronounce it, I guess? Okay, good. <laughs> I was pretty sure. Just incredible. He says, I think if the Federal I think the Federal Reserve is going to have to face the consequences of a credit event if something were to occur, Komal Shri Kumar told CBC's uh, CNBC's Squawk Box a- Asia on Monday, something is going to break. A longtime critic of the Fed's approach to the rise of prices, Shri Kumar said the latest events surrounding Credit Suisse shows the real danger of having miscalculated inflation for such a long time. Miscalculated inflation. He says this may or may not be a Lehman moment. He said when asked about Credit Suisse and referring to the collapse of Lehman Brothers in 2008, which triggered a string of big Wall Street bailouts and a subsequent financial crisis. Over the weekend, several media outlets reported that Credit Suisse sought to assuage investors' concerns over its financial health. The Swiss bank reportedly uh, uh, contacted its biggest clients after its credit default swaps rose sharply. CDSs are essentially insurance bets. Against defaults in a credit event refers to a negative and sudden change in the borrower's ability to repay its debt. In other words, one of the biggest banks in the world may be on the brink of a terrible collapse, which could cause another massive, incredible Great Depression. We'll keep you up to date on that. Meanwhile, 
here in the U.S. 34 U.S. political prisoners in D.C. Gulag demand transfer to Guantanamo Bay to escape intolerable conditions in a heartbreaking letter. 34 U.S. political prisoners of the Biden regime penned a very sad letter this week requesting a transfer to Guantanamo Bay, Cuba facilities where they would receive meals, sunlight, freedom of religion, exercise, entertainment, and be treated like human beings. This is the situation we find ourselves in, that the political prisoners who had the had the gall, the temerity, the they, they dared to walk around the Capitol without permission – and yet they are begging to go to Guantanamo Bay for better treatment than where they are now. These 34 January 6 political prisoners have been held for over a year and a half without trial for misdemeanors and trumped-up felony charges. This group of men have been isolated, beaten viciously, abused, threatened, tormented, and belittled by the guards based on their political and religious beliefs. The men and women have been held without medical assistance, medications, exercise, and most of these men have been held in isolation with little or no human contact for months at a time. This is America's future if the good people of this country do not stand up and demand an end to this injustice. Just horrific, and we'll read you the actual letter a little bit later in the show. These men and women know that if they were to be moved to Gitmo, they would actually not have to deal with flooded toilets, mold, flies, and frequent beatings. Just horrific. And uh, again, we'll go through all their complaints. There's just a massive list of problems that they're dealing with, including things like uh, having to beg for help, water, medical aid, or mercy through a four-inch by 10-inch window of cold metal doors, getting no visitations, no religious services, no access to their attorneys, mail delayed three to four months prior to delivery, laundry returning with all sorts of nasty stuff, not clean at all, worms found in salad, uh, inadequate calorie count of meals, complete lack of nourishment in the meals they're getting. Uh, It's just... Again, utterly horrific. These are the way these people are being treated. This is, as Gateway Pundit notes, the future of America if we don't stand up and stop it right now. Again, these people are political prisoners. They didn't commit a crime. They haven't murdered anyone. If they'd murdered someone, they would be out and home again. If they had walked into someone's store and demanded money, and even when they got the money, shot the person in the head, they would be Police probably wouldn't even find them because they have such a backlog. But if they did get around to actually investigating it, they would likely be out on bail. This is is a very dangerous situation to find ourselves in. Meanwhile, the election in Brazil took place yesterday. Conservative Jair Bolsonaro and socialist criminal Lula da Silva will face off in a runoff election. With over 90 percent of the vote counted in Brazil, incumbent President Jair Bolsonaro is slightly behind socialist criminal Lula da Silva in the presidential election. Lula leads with 47 percent of the vote. Bolsonaro has 44 percent of the vote since neither candidate received a majority of the vote. There will be a runoff on October 30th. And Again, we're seeing a lot of accusations of malfeasance and political trickery. The biggest evidence for some sort of falsified results in the election is the fact that even as the election was going on, the authorities at big tech, Twitter and Facebook were already putting warnings saying actually the Brazilian electoral system is perfectly valid and there's never anything wrong with it ever. Don't you dare question it. It's just like literally how could you know? How could you possibly know if this was a legitimate election or not? It's still going on. 
There hasn't been time to investigate it. There hasn't been time to even make claims otherwise. So why is Big Tech insisting that it's all on the up and up? It, it makes no sense unless you consider the fact that maybe they maybe they know something that they're not telling us. We'll get into that again a little bit later. Back to the war on patriots here in this country. Jury selection complete in Oath Keepers' garbage sedition trial before D.C. kangaroo court and far-left judge Emmett Mehta. We're witnessing the end of justice in the United States. In the coming days, several Oath Keeper members will be frog-marched into a D.C. kangaroo court and convicted on bogus charges of seditious conspiracy. The Democrats will then cheer the collapse of our judicial system. As the Gateway Pundit readers know we have been in frequent contact with several January 6th prisoners and Oath Keeper members for a year and a half now since the January 6th protest and riot. And as Kara Castronova reported earlier, a group of Oath Keepers, including leader Stuart Rhodes, will be forced to go to trial prematurely this week after numerous attempts by their attorneys to push the trial until January and outside of Washington, D.C. Again, this is – as the, this article notes, this is what they've been waiting for, a seditious conspiracy conviction to, quote, prove January 6th was a, quote, insurrection and tie it all to Trump to prevent him from running again and possibly use it to arrest him. No, no evidence of a seditious conspiracy, obviously, doesn't actually exist, but they're going to go ahead and tell the D.C. jury pool you have to convict these guys, otherwise it's the death of democracy. You have to throw innocent people who participated in a constitutionally authorized free speech protest into prison or else you're complicit with the Nazis. So do your duty and throw these innocent men in prison for the sake of our great republic. Just mind-blowing. Mind-blowing stuff. Meanwhile, the fallout for Hurricane Ian is just now starting to be understood. University of Miami business dean says to Newsmax that Ian's Florida hit will top $47 billion. Experts are predicting the damages from Hurricane Ian in Florida could be anywhere from $27 billion to $47 billion, but the actual amount will be, quote, significantly higher, says John Quelch, the dean of Miami Herbert Business School at the University of uh, Miami, tells Newsmax. Numbers are so big, it's hard to comprehend. I guess one way to think about them would be that uh, this hurricane and the destruction it's caused to Florida will amount to about one month of Ukrainian funding. We're, we're looking at about a, a third of Ukraine to half a Ukraine worth of billions of dollars of damage uh, to Florida. It's absolutely devastating, but the people of Ukraine will be happy to know that they're getting all of our money. People of Florida can suck it. We'll be back on the other side to explain how that's actually happening. By the will of God. And by God working through you and your support, InfoWars continues to persevere against attacks never before seen in the Western world against independent media. Thanks for keeping me in the fight. And over the years, you have come to the table. You have stepped to the plate so many times and kept InfoWars and free speech on the air. And I thank you. But now, I have my own legal bills that have reached the point that I can't pay them. And I need your support. So if you want to keep this operation moving forward, if you want to back me in this fight against the globalists, please visit SaveInfoWars.com. And SaveInfoWars.com takes you a URL at GiveSendGo for direct Alex Jones Legal Defense Fund. This whole phase of their attacks, four years in the making, is almost over. And right at the end, we're not giving up, we're not giving in, but we could give out. 
So please, if you support what we're doing and want to fight for liberty and freedom and justice in the future, go to SaveInfoWars.com today. Think about a world without InfoWars. Just take a moment and sit back and think about all the incredible guests and callers and stories we've broken together, this family that is InfoWars. Think about how InfoWars is cited by Joe Rogan and Tucker Carlson and Bolsonaro and other foreign leaders like Nigel Farage as being the main impetus towards firing up their main base to defeat the New World Order. The only reason humanity's still in the fight today because the viewers and listeners of this broadcast have taken action and supported this show. I don't take the credit. I give you the credit. And now InfoWars is facing its darkest hours. It isn't going to give up. Without your support, we can be shut down. Please go to SaveInfoWars.com today. SaveInfoWars.com today and donate for our legal defense fund. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the American Journal. talk about war shall we seems like the people in power are doing everything they can to bring it about from the international geopolitical policies being pursued of sanctioning russia without any purpose or end in sight to flooding ukraine with billions upon billions of dollars specifically of weaponry on a monthly basis to considering the attack on the Nord Stream pipeline a great opportunity. Oh, it's a wonderful opportunity, isn't it? Of course, it's been a little while since the Nord Stream pipelines were attacked, and there's basically no new information about it with any tangible evidence behind it, just pure speculation from, on, from all sides. And you can see where the deep state establishment wants people's Eyeline to head. Deep State calls Nord Stream sabotage a tremendous opportunity. Yes, tremendous opportunity for the worst people in the world to continue to warmonger and bring about the absolute collapse of our civilization so they can replace it with something more amenable to their own desires. Total and absolute robotic control of the entire world. Stories at InfoWars.com, former Pentagon advisor, says actually the U.S. likely attacked Nord Stream pipelines in order to isolate Germany. What? What? The only people who actually benefit from this pipeline may have been behind its destruction? You don't say. My God, I'm shocked. I really don't know how anybody could think anything else. It really is, it really is incredible. Let's go ahead and watch this video. We'll go to clip number two here. Here is uh, Secretary Blinken saying that the Nord Stream Pipeline offers a tremendous strategic opportunity in the years to come. Let's watch. Ultimately, um, this is also a tremendous opportunity. It's a tremendous opportunity to once and for all remove the dependence on Russian energy and thus to take away from uh, Vladimir Putin the weaponization of energy as a means of advancing uh, his uh, imperial designs. 
that's very significant, and that offers tremendous um, strategic opportunity for um, for the years to come. But meanwhile, we're determined to do everything we possibly can uh, to make sure that the consequences of all of this are not borne by citizens in our countries or, for that matter, around the world. I, I literally don't even know what that means. I mean, uh, you know, obviously it's not an opportunity for us because we can't drill for, drill for oil anymore, right? So they, they won't let us drill for oil. They won't allow for companies in America to actually produce the energy needed to replace the energy coming from Russia. So it would be an opportunity from us if you people weren't in charge, but you are in charge. So I guess this is a great opportunity for Saudi Arabia, Israel, and Norway. Great. Wonderful. It's a great opportunity for them to replace dependency on Russian oil. It's just not a great opportunity for Anybody actually affected by this, it's a great opportunity for Germany to suffer and die during the winter. It's a great opportunity for the collapse of small businesses that is happening at an increasingly rapid rate in Germany and the rest of Europe. But yes, Anthony Blinken, who sees the Ukraine war as nothing but a tremendous opportunity. It's not a catastrophe. It's not a violation of everything we hold dear as Americans or as humanity itself. It's not something to be prevented or in some way attempted to limit the effects of. It's something to be exploited and taken advantage of and fostered and brought about. You know, what's a great opportunity was when Putin had all of his forces lined up at the border of Ukraine and Anthony Blinken went there to talk to them before the war ever started. That was a great opportunity. We, we missed that opportunity to prevent all of this. I mean, just imagine, just imagine if instead of doing everything we can as Americans to create the conditions for war in Ukraine and then exacerbate the conflict there in Ukraine and then cover up any of the misdeeds from the Ukrainian government and bring about the war that took place. I mean, j just imagine if instead we had played some sort of mediator role and brought about a peaceful resolution to the conflict before the war ever broke out, as Anthony Blinken had the opportunity to do. I mean, you can just you can just imagine. I mean, Nord Stream pipeline wouldn't have been destroyed, meaning the ocean wouldn't have been flooded with this, uh, poisonous pollution spilling out from the Pipeline, of course, it uh, wouldn't have been bombed in the in the first place because it would have been allowed to flow, meaning that the German people wouldn't be having to shut their businesses because of increasing electricity costs. Uh, costs meaning that I mean, just all the stuff that has come out of this Ukrainian war that, of course, has been not the consequence of Russia. Even it's been the consequence of Western countries putting sanctions onto Russia which have done nothing but empower and enrich Russia and impoverish their own people, drive their own people to the point of desperation. Yeah, we had a great opportunity to avoid all of this months and months and months ago. That, op that opportunity totally wasted by the people in power here in this country. This next opportunity to exploit 
the terrorist attack that they themselves carried out will not be wasted as they continue to use it to consolidate their power over the globe. And we're going to get into this uh, a lot as well because we we have stories, story after story after story about the damage that this is doing to uh, German companies, thousands upon thousands of German companies at risk of closure because of exclusively energy cost. And we've covered you know individual companies like the uh, banking or the uh, I'm sorry the, the bakery that had been operating in German city for 90 years that finally had to shut its doors for good because of the rising cost of electricity and you just have to you know I guess the real way to just like become a conspiracy theorist is just just be like a little kid. I don't know if you've ever been like a little like three, four-year-old and they just start asking why and they don't stop and you keep asked, have to answer question why. It's just like, uh, yes, you have to go out to business now. They're like, why? It's like, well, electricity is too expensive. Why? Well, because we've put sanctions on Russia. It's us. We've, we did it. We've made this expensive. We've set the table for this uh, situation to happen. So you have to go out to business. It's like, but, but why? Why did you put sanctions on Russia? Well, because they invaded Ukraine. So we have to bankrupt you now. They invaded Ukraine. You have to now shut down your family business. Been operating for 100 years. It's over now because Russia. It's like, okay, but why did Russia invade Ukraine? They're like, don't ask those questions. No, you've asked why too many times now. No, uh, all you need to know is that Russia invaded Ukraine for no reason at all. And now you have to freeze to death this winter. This is the way it goes. It's very simple. The tremendous opportunity for great reset. That's a tremendous opportunity to go get a job for some big company that we support with uh, made-up dollars that we printed in the basement. <laughs> it's a great opportunity. You must take it or die. Think about a world without InfoWars. Just take a moment and sit back and think about all the incredible guests and callers and stories we've broken together, this family that is InfoWars. Think about how InfoWars is cited by Joe Rogan and Tucker Carlson and Bolsonaro and other foreign leaders like Nigel Farage as being the main impetus towards firing up their main base to defeat the New World Order. The only reason humanity's still in the fight today is because the viewers and listeners of this broadcast have taken action and supported this show. I don't take the credit. I give you the credit. And now InfoWars is facing its darkest hours. It isn't going to give up. Without your support, we can be shut down. Please go to SaveInfoWars.com today. SaveInfoWars.com today and donate for our legal defense fund. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, folks. Yes, just like COVID-19, just like the hurricane and, you know, weather disasters, it's a great opportunity. All of these disasters that the 
New World Order brings about are also great opportunities for them to expand and extend their control over the various functions of government and economics and academia. It's a great opportunity. Kind of like if you know some developer desperately wanted to buy up all of uh, the plots of land in a specific area and one homeowner was holding out and then uh, that homeowner's house was burned to the ground in a case of arson. It would be a great opportunity to sell to the people that wanted it in the first place. You know, they bring about the problems that give them these opportunities. It's the most simplistic but effective maneuver that control freaks and abusers and exploiters and manipulators always take advantage of. It's a great opportunity. It's always a great opportunity. It's, I mean it's the exact same language that the rulers of the world used with COVID. It's not a disaster to be confronted. It's not a looming catastrophe to be you never want to let a good crisis go to waste. Oh, no, never never let a crisis a good crisis go to waste and if there's not a good crisis, go ahead and create one. I mean that's the second part of that, right? Is if you want to do something, you can use a crisis to you know, have the excuse to do that thing. And if you don't have a crisis, then you might as well create one because you really want to do that thing. And it's, it's hard to do that thing without the crisis. So first you create the crisis and then you implement the response that you had pre-planned before the crisis ever even started. Really, it's so simple. They just do it over and over and over and over and over again. It's so obvious at this point. But I guess that's what we're here to try to drive home, just how ridiculously obvious all of this is. Tremendous opportunity. Yep, and uh, like I said, the COVID-19 crisis was a tremendous opportunity to reshape the entire world's economy under the Great Reset. To build back better, you know, once you destroyed the thing, it's hard to build back, you know, something that's not destroyed. It, it doesn't work. You're just adding on to something at that point. No, first you have to bulldoze the civilization. Then you can build the technocratic panopticon prison world that you want. Very effective. And so they've done that with COVID-19. They saw it was a great opportunity to force people to do things that they would never do otherwise to accept conditions that they would never be willing to accept unless they – we're told and convinced that the alternative was death, was death and destruction and widespread disease and collapse of everything. Quick, give up your freedom. Give up your connection to other human beings. Give up your job, your business, your way of life. Give it up quick. You have to because the disease is here. Of course, at the time, people like us here at InfoWars were warning about this, saying this does not make any sense. You don't shut down the entire world's economy for a, a case of the flu, but they did, and we're just barely starting to feel the effects of it. Let's go now to clip number 23. This is actually the director of the UN, let me get the exact title, World Food Program. That's right, the World Food Program. Director of UN World Food Pro Program, David Beasley, has some uh, well, pretty troubling words of prediction when it comes to the effect that the Economic sanctions against Russia and the economic catastrophe of the response to COVID-19 have been, again, we're 
really haven't even started to feel the full effects of this. We're just now seeing the warning signs. Here he is, director of UN World Food Program, David Beasley. We're facing a food pricing problem in 2022 that's creating havoc around the world. Well, if we don't get on top of this thing quickly, and I don't mean next year, I mean this year, you will have a food availability problem in 2023, and that's going to be hell on earth. We're looking at $11 billion shortfall of food production inside Africa alone. Now, I could go to Central America, South America, same issues on droughts, India, devastated by heat and, and, and drought, and it could go on and on. The world produces enough food to feed everybody on the planet, over 7.7 .7 billion people. 50% of that food is because of fertilizer. So if you don't have fertilizer, you can't have harvest of the yields that you need. The fertilizers that we're talking about, number one, China's got a complete export ban on fertilizer. Number two, uh, the number two producer of fertilizer in the world is Russia. And they are struggling to get the fertilizer out. I'm asking world leaders, I don't care how you feel about Russia, China, or anything, fertilizers have got to move to bring food security to the rest of the world. Otherwise, there's gonna be chaos all over the world. The other factor is inflation and the value of the dollar. Because the value of the dollar is so strong now, it's offset any movement we've had in the poor countries with regards to food prices. We were able to avert famine in the last couple of years as I went to the leaders of the world, said if you don't respond, you will have catastrophe on catastrophe, is particularly in the height of COVID. And the leaders did respond. We averted famine. But then Ukraine comes on, shutting down the breadbasket of the world that produces enough food to feed 400 million people. Gee, it's almost like it's on purpose. It's almost like it's the policies that are pursued by these people that are getting us into the situation that we're in. It's just I, I don't I don't know how people don't see this. I really am very confused. Actually, you know what? I think I do know how. Actually, I think I just saw a headline that explains it all. We own the science. WF member brags about partnership with Google to censor critics. Oh, that's right. Nobody knows about this because the truth about it is censored from the top down in every possible way. In fact, we have this. Let's go to uh, clip number 19. Here's the UN Secretary for Global Communications saying we own the science on climate change. Let's watch. You know, we partnered with Google, for example. If you Google climate change, you will, at the top of your search, you will get all kinds of UN resources. We started this partnership when we were shocked to see that when we Googled climate change, we were getting incredibly distorted uh, information right at the top. So we, we're becoming much more proactive. Um, you know, we own the science and we think that the world you know, should know it. And, and the platforms themselves also do. Um, but again, it's, it's, it is, um, it's, it's a huge, huge challenge that I think all sectors of society need to be very active in. It's a huge, huge challenge that all sectors of society need to be <laughs> keeping down people that disagree with them. That's what she's talking about right there. She continues on to say, 
Another key strategy we've had was to deploy influencers, she said, adding influencers who were really keen, who have huge followings, but really keen to help carry messages that are going to serve their communities and were much more trusted than the United Nations telling them something from New York City headquarters. So just again, to to wrap your mind around what's happening here is you've got people in the halls of power at the very top level of every, as they say, sector of society from media to entertainment to the banks and the military industrial complex all working together, collaborating, meeting in secret to enact policies that have catastrophic consequences of mass death, famine, total collapse, financial suicide. And then you have them cooperating to make sure that their messaging is all in line and in favor of what they're doing so that the people that are being affected by these policies can't find out the truth about where these policies come from and instead are herded like sheep towards the only conclusion that they want you to have, which is this is the fault of carbon and human beings are the issue and the only solution is global depopulation. Giant scheme. It's the grand scheme, the great conspiracy. Look around you. Everything I predicted from the globalist owned documents, from their own admissions, is now happening. InfoWars credibility. My credibility has never been higher. And it's because of your backing of this operation that I can steadfastly, despite the censorship and the boycotts and the attacks and the lawsuits, stay on air. But now we're reaching the most critical juncture in the fight together. So I want to ask all of you today to help keep me on the air. In my decades on air, I've never asked for personal donations, but I'm being forced by the bankruptcy court to pay for 40% of the legal fees, and I can't fund those myself. It's unsustainable. So please visit SaveInfoWars.com. SaveInfoWars.com, where you can make straight donations, five, ten, fifty, hundred dollars whatever you can, so that I can continue to persevere. I'll never give up, I'll never give in, but I could give out. Thank you for your support. Wouldn't be without you. SaveInfoWars.com. Why don't we talk about cryptocurrency? Okay. Because one of the ways that your audience, you encourage your audience to give you money is in cryptocurrency donations, right? Yes. And you have a page on your website that's just for cryptocurrency donations, right? Infowars.com forward slash crypto. Is that a little advertisement just there? Well, we're fighting the deep state. We need okay. money. All right. This is it. Give crypto fun Infowars. Sponsor us with Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, right? That will end up as a clip on your show tonight. Your advertisement for your cryptocurrency page. You know, I mean, I mean, people want to keep us in the fight. So I, I, I mean, I hope whoever the big whales are, they'll give us money before we keep doing it. We'll just keep, we'll just keep minting money as you're in this courtroom. Objection, All right, let's move on. And people care about the First Amendment. And- Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to open up the phone lines in this segment. We'll be taking your calls throughout the next hour. We'll be joined by Leo Zgami in the third hour as well. 
The number to dial is 1-877-789-2539. That's 1-877-789-2539. Give us a call now at American Journal about any and all topics that we cover or ones that we don't. Whatever. Just give us a call. It's, I guess, you know, what we try to do here at InfoWars is give you the big picture, try to show you how all of this stuff is deeply intertwined, try to point out the hypocrisy and nonsense coming from the left as they are either unknowingly or knowingly co-opted into this corporate global takeover, try desperately to expose the reality behind the very sophisticated psychological operations known as mainstream media. And we'll continue to try to give you that bird's eye view. But we aren't going to be able to do anything if we don't have your support. And, of course, we make it easy for you to support us. Go to InfoWarsStore.com right now. Do your Christmas shopping. Do your holiday shopping. Shop for, for birthday presents or gifts. Whatever you need, you can find at InfoWarsStore.com. Survival gear. Of course, the fantastic supplements that will go so far and do so much in helping you to be as healthy as humanly possible. And, of course, since... The hurricane and many other natural disasters are on everybody's mind right now. It's worth pointing out you need to be prepared for whatever comes. It doesn't have to be a nuclear holocaust. It doesn't have to be some sort of global earth-rending catastrophe for you to be prepared. It can be something as simple as a hurricane or an earthquake or even if you're in Texas, a particularly cold winter. All of these things can cause cascading effects, a collapse of the support systems and infrastructure that we take for granted, and it's best to be prepared for those times. Go to InfoWarsStore.com right now. Take advantage of the super sale that's on at this moment, 50% off just about every product on the site, plus two times Patriot points, and you can get $200 off a three-month food supply as well. PrepareWithAlex.com. And of course, it's it's like uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a new way to explain it because I don't I don't like saying the same thing over and over and over. But they keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. So to explain it, I have to keep saying the same stuff over and over. It's not that complicated. It's not that difficult to figure out. It's sophisticated in how they roll it out and the language that they use and the rhetoric they they employ to disguise their intentions and their designs and the outcomes of those things. But at the end of the day, it's the same thing over and over. It is the classic conspiracy theorist false flag talking point of problem, reaction, solution. It's the same thing. They just do it over and over and over again. But like, you know, some poor woman trapped in a abusive marriage it's like do you not see do you not understand what's happening here like the man beats you he's he's mean to you he keeps you inside and then like he shows you a tiny bit of affection you go back to like why can you not snap out of this why can you not understand that when they do something nice for you it's a fraud it's a cover-up it's a, a lie to convince you to not 
have the reaction that you should be having, which is to leave that guy, leave this system, break out of this endless cyclical pattern of problem, reaction, solution. They create the problem, then they implement the reaction that they have pre-designed and pre-ordained, and it makes everything worse. And it's, a, it's an endless feedback loop of catastrophe, and we've been warning for so long that the problem reaction solution process taking place now is one of scarcity leading to rationing leading to control if you create scarcity then you create the justification for rationing and then you create the system for total control and of course it's happening bernie's tweets at Bernie Spoforth on Twitter, EU has declared it is imposing electricity rationing through member states just to, quote, flatten the curve of demand. Yes, they really said that. She adds, all animals will be equal except the animals in charge. She posts this announcement, this alert from the European Council, Council of the European Union. Council agrees on emergency measures to reduce energy prices. Emergency measures to reduce energy prices, which of course means rationing to reduce the energy prices that they themselves are responsible for getting higher. It's like an insurance company raising your premiums because of a fire that they started. EU energy ministers today reached a political agreement on a proposal for a council regulation to address high energy prices. The regulation introduces common measures to reduce electricity demand and to collect and redistri- uh, redistribute the energy sector's surplus revenues to final customers. We live in exceptional times, they say, and are working in an exceptionally fast, coordinated, and solid – solid – solidary? Is that even a word? Solidary manner? All right, <laughs> if you say so. Solidary manner. Yes, coordinated and solidary. To form a united front against Russia's continuous weaponization, weaponizing of energy supplies. Russia's continuous weaponizing of energy supplies. Again, folks, they, I guess they just bank on you not having a memory. Russia didn't do this to Germany. Russia didn't force Germany to become reliant on their energy. Russia said, we've got lots of energy. We'll build a pipeline. We can sell you guys energy. And Germany said, okay. And then when the Ukraine war broke out, Germany and America and the Western Bloc and NATO put sanctions on Russia that stopped Germany from buying the energy from them. Where in this process did Russia weaponize energy? Of course, we're lucky because we had Donald Trump at least for four years to be able to do things like go to the UN and call out Germany and say, you have put yourself in a position that you are utterly and totally reliant on Russia for survival, and that's something that can be wielded against you. And the representatives of Germany at the UN openly laughed at him, mocked him. He was right because it wasn't Russia doing this. It was Germany doing it to itself. Germany has natural gas. They just don't. Drill for it. They have all of the supplies they could ever need. They just don't produce it. They had the most extensive and sophisticated network of nuclear power plants in the entire world. They 
actively dissembled them and destroyed that network and destroyed their ability to produce energy. Where did Russia do any of that? Is Russia like secretly funding climate change activists in Germany to stop them from producing their own energy? That would be the only thing that makes sense. But no, it's the Western leaders that are forcing climate change programs. It's the World Economic Forum that's at the head of these various policies. They say the agreement reached today will bring relief to European citizens and companies. Member states will flatten the curve of electricity demand during peak hours. Flatten the curve, the curve of electricity demand, which will have direct positive effects on prices. Member states will redistribute surplus profits from the energy sector to those who are struggling to pay their bills. It's like, gee, what would we do without you? Oh, right. We wouldn't need any of these programs. We wouldn't need any of them. It, we would just produce our own energy. We would just have plenty of energy. We would just not be at war with Russia without the machinations of these psychopaths on a mission to destroy and therefore rule the world. Putin has come out with another speech castigating the Western elites as false prophets trying to force humanity onto the path of outright Satanism. We'll show you that video in the first five minutes of the other side. As well as some pretty other uh, some other pretty astonishing videos from over the weekend. We'll be taking your calls throughout the next hour and joined by Leo Zagami in the third. Again, if you want to give us a call, the number to dial is one eight seven 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 eight nine two five three nine. We're going to continue this coverage of the ongoing collapse of the information, economic, academic, spiritual war that's being waged against all of humanity, everybody of every race, color, and creed, will freeze equally this winter at the behest of the World Economic Forum. Think about a world without InfoWars. Just take a moment and sit back and think about all the incredible guests and callers and stories we've broken together, this family that is InfoWars. Think about how InfoWars is cited by Joe Rogan and Tucker Carlson and Bolsonaro and other foreign leaders like Nigel Farage as being the main impetus towards firing up their main base to defeat the New World Order. The only reason humanity's still in the fight today because the viewers and listeners of this broadcast have taken action and supported this show. I don't take the credit. I give you the credit. And now InfoWars is facing its darkest hours. It isn't going to give up. Without your support, we can be shut down. Please go to SaveInfoWars.com today. SaveInfoWars.com today and donate for our legal defense fund. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. Hey, welcome back, folks. It really is obvious how dangerous it is to have these people in charge. Let's just, let's just put it that way. Now, the entire world's population is at risk of total annihilation with the current leadership of Western countries. 
and there was a lot of well there, there's for a while now there's been a lot of talks but it, it increased over the last weekend of leftists claiming that there's some sort of feedback loop between conservatives in America and Vladimir Putin that we are both saying very much the same thing about the leadership of Western countries. Now, this could be, as the leftists like to insinuate, some sort of scheme, some sort of plan, some sort of devious partnership between the tyrannical leadership of the Russian nation and America first conservatives here. Or it could just be that we're both just seeing the reality, that we're both just looking at what's happening in the world and coming to the same conclusion because it's the true conclusion. It's the right conclusion. It's the inevitable conclusion that you come to when you look at this stuff through a lens unobscured by the propagandistic distortion of the mainstream media controlled by the very Western elites that we're talking about here. So it's, I guess it's one or the other. I guess you can be a crazy, wild-eyed conspiracy theorist that thinks that Putin is somehow giving directions to Tucker Carlson, or you can just see it for what it is, which is people from Tucker Carlson to Vladimir Putin to the average person on the street seeing what's happening in Western countries and going, gee, this looks satanic. Gosh, this looks an awful lot like the end of days and the worship of some – ancient Canaanite god of human sacrifice, it just looks an awful lot like that. You know, when you see that people that the Biden administration is putting into positions of power have social media accounts full of literal Satanism, I guess it's the conclusion that you come to. Let's go now to Vladimir Putin saying what we all know to be true about Western elites. Clip 14, let's watch. He says, let's answer ourselves some very simple questions. I would like to return to what I said and address all citizens of our country, not just the colleagues gathered in this hall. It's from September 30th of this year. He says, here in Russia, do we want to replace the concept of mother and father with parent one, parent two, parent three? They've completely lost it in the West. Do we want schools to impose perversions on our children that leads to degradation and extinction? Do we want them to be infected with the false idea that there are other genders besides men and women and offer gender reassignment surgery? Is that what we want for our country and our children? All of this is unacceptable to us. We have a different vision for our future. Let me repeat that the dictatorship of the Western elites targets all societies, including the citizens of Western countries themselves. This is a challenge to all. This complete renunciation of what it means to be human, the repudiation of faith and traditional values, and the suppression of freedom is coming to resemble a religion in reverse outright Satanism. Exposing false messiahs, Jesus Christ said in the Sermon on the Mount, in the Gospel of Matthew, by the, their fruits ye shall know them. And these poisonous fruits are already obvious to the people in all countries, including many people in the West itself. I mean, where's the lie? 
where is he wrong? What is it we're fighting for? Nothing. And that's why most people are refusing to fight. The U.S. Army fell 25% short of recruiting goals despite offering free sex changes. People in America don't want to fight for whatever it is leadership is sending us to war over the children. Watching the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, folks. We'll to your phone calls here in just a second. Number to dial again is 1 789 2539. But I was having a conversation over the weekend. I, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to be mean to these. You know, these people are my friends. They're friends of friends that I'm having conversation with, and uh, he's talking about he works in the energy sector, and he has to deal with the local government here in Austin, the the, the state government. And he's like, you know, it's it's changed recently. It used to be easy to work with people across the aisle, and uh, it's not easy to work with with Republicans anymore. Clearly, this guy doesn't know who I am or what I believe, so I'm smiling and nodding. Oh, really? It's hard to work with. Yeah, those Republicans, huh? God, they're so mean, aren't they? And you know, I'm, I'm wondering what what's changed, right? Because he's saying, you know, it used to be so easy. It used to be like, well. We just want to make money, right? Everybody, everybody just wants to make money. I want to make money for the company I work for. The government wants us to make money because they want the tax revenue and they want to be able to show that Texas is prosperous. So, you know, we can put put aside our political differences and, and come together and just make money. But now he's like, but now, you know, it's like the governor wants to punch trans kids in the face. That's what he said. That was the quote of what he said. And it's like you come to the realization, okay, the Republicans haven't changed at all. What's changed is your mindset. It used to be easy for you to work with people across the aisle because you hadn't been radicalized yet. I guess the question I want to ask is do they think that the Republicans' beliefs have changed? Do you think that over the last couple years Republicans stopped believing in transgender kids like uh, four or five years ago? They were totally on board with children having their gender secretly swapped in a closet at school by their teacher without telling their parent, like that that was normal. And, but the Republicans have changed and they flip flop. No, no, nobody believed that. No, it's, this is totally new. This is uncharted territory. This is radicalism and extremism from the left that the right wing is having to respond to. And for some reason, regular liberals are going along with the left in this case. It's, it's really bizarre. It's really, truly bizarre how in their mind it's the Republicans that have gotten more extreme when Republicans believe more or less the same stuff that all of humanity believed until about 10 years ago. We're not the ones who have changed. We're not the ones who have radicalized. We're not the ones who have suddenly found new things to believe and are trying to force our beliefs on other people. It's the exact opposite. And again, it is utterly and totally bizarre how liberals have been dragged along with this. And part of it is the language and the rhetoric and the labeling that the mainstream media does. 
Like how many times have you seen just like a normal person on social media or in real life be like, I am Antifa. I support Antifa. It's like you're not Antifa because you think that black people don't deserve to be killed by the police. That's makes you a normal person. That makes you just a regular human being with a conscience. <laughs> I don't want to see innocent people die. So I guess I'm a part of a, a radical militia movement that wants to bring down Western civilization. No, no, you're just a normal person. But the way the rhetoric is framed is that this insane group of people known as Antifa is having their beliefs normalized somehow when they are just just awful people that nobody would ever want to be a part of, right? These are the people that attacked an old lady, 80-year-old woman who was banned from the YMCA for admonishing a grown adult pervert man who was leering at girls in the locker room She was like, whoa, what are you doing? Stop staring at those little girls getting undressed. And Antifa attacks her, attacks this old woman. You want to be a part of that? You're not a part of that group. So it's just like somehow they've convinced liberals that if you're just a nice, normal person that doesn't want to see – you know, violence done to innocent people, you somehow have to be a radical leftist now. So I I don't even know. I don't know how we get back from this. <laughs> I, I just – I don't know. I don't know because the things that Republicans believe are very simple, very pure, very normal, have always been. The far left has gone so insane that Republicans have to do something. We have to stand up against this insanity and then regular normal people fall for the you know, media-constructed narrative that – it's the Republicans that are the, the violent extremists, the, the dangerous insurrectionist MAGA Americans that are a threat to the existence of democracy. It's, it's really just an issue of um, messaging at the end of the day. So hopefully we can fight back against that a little bit and regain some semblance of just, just normalcy, just sanity, just not letting the most crazy people in the world – dictate our every move and then ban us from the internet for contradicting them we've got cody from canada who wants to talk about this topic more or less the definition of insanity thanks for calling in cody you're on the air yes uh, harrison uh, god bless you god bless info wars and thank you for taking my call thank you uh, yeah just like the definition of insanity it's, you gotta like repeat it every day right like it's just they call evil good and good evil and they keep making mistakes and then the people are just asleep and we just keep letting these, this corruption grow, and, you know, now we're just reaping the consequences of our, you know, of our, our sin. Yeah, so how do, we, how do we gain it back? How do we get back to, to just normalcy and sanity and people not being extremists on the, on the left and thinking that they're the normal ones? I mean, how do we get back? Is there any way? I think the first is to separate ourselves, like, into community and like-minded, you know, like, here in Canada— like I'm in the province of Alberta, we're we're sick and tired of our corrupt prime minister and and his corruption and his, what he's done to our country and how how he's turned us our, the people against each other, and it's all by design and and we got to separate from these people. We got to and like you guys are doing awesome. Like I, that's why I support Infowars and I have since I you know for so many years, and I, I'll continue to support you guys. You know, 
It's just you guys are important. You guys are doing awesome. Just um, keep keep spreading the news, waking the alarm, and like you know, and we're, we're we hear you. We're, we're listening to you guys, man. You guys are brothers. You guys are on target, and just God bless you, Harrison, and, and thank you guys, man. Well, thank you so much, and you guys in Canada have a, a good opportunity now to free yourselves from under this yoke. I, but again, it's like, do like, how do we get to that critical mass? How do we expose to people that? Something has to be done here. Thank you so much for the call, Cody. Really fantastic stuff. And you reminded me, I want to go to this video here, clip number seven. This is Doug Mastriano running for governor of PA. He says, day one, he'll ban pole dancing, porn, and critical race theory in elementary schools. Let's watch. On day one, the sexualization of our kids, pole dancing, and all this other crap that's going on will be forbidden in our schools. On day one, all the graphic, pornographic books that are in elementary schools will be, will be pulled out. On day one and done, critical race theory is out the window. Yep. That's right. Yep. Come on. <laughs> and that gets the biggest cheer. And it's just like, so what is the, what is the argument against this? Honestly, I want to know, what is the the leftist position on this because you either have to you either believe that there is pornographic material in the schools which there is i mean whether you believe it or not it doesn't affect the reality that there is incredibly bizarre adult pornographic material being given to kids as young as 11 in these schools like like this is it's like if i say i'm going to ban pole dancing at schools you either you either are in favor of pole dancing in schools which makes you a freaky weirdo that shouldn't be around kids or you don't believe that there is pole dancing in school in which case why would it matter if i ban it it's not happening or you think that by saying i'm going to ban pole dancing in schools you think i'm actually trying to secretly impose some sort of christian nationalist tyranny on your people it makes no sense folks the biggest sale of 2022 is now live exclusively at infowarsstore.com the infowarsstore super sale is now live 40 to 50 percent off bare minimum 40 percent off many of the products 50 percent off at infowarsstore.com the most exciting of all these incredible products is x3 all three of the very best types of iodine that are natural and pure that actually get into your cells are in X3. The deep earth crystal iodine and two other types to maximize full absorption. This really is the missing link. X3 sold out for a long time. is finally back in stock. Available at InfoWarsStore.com or by calling toll-free 888-253-3139. Now it takes a few weeks for this high-quality iodine to kick in, but almost everybody after that feels the effects. It's not just for your immune system, but it's for your energy and so much more. X3 back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com, 50% off. It's the fourth coin that we've released in the last year. And I believe the most powerful, the man in the arena coin, Teddy Roosevelt. Citizen of a republic, the man in the arena. There's only 10,000 of this coin in existence in the world. It will never be made again. And it's not just an amazing historic coin. It funds the information war against the globalist. This is something you want to hand down to your grandchildren. This is something you want to own. And as a fundraiser, it is 
funding the information war against the globalist. Ladies and gentlemen, 10,000 coins are available. They'll sell out very quickly. Please be part of history. And thank you all for your support. You can go to 1776coin.com or you can go to patriotcollectibles.com and secure this coin. There's only 10,000 of this coin in existence and it funds the info war. Man in the Arena coin, Teddy Roosevelt, 1776coin.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Ladies and gentlemen, let's just go back. I mean, it's a short clip, so let's just see it again. I mean, just because you really need to understand, like, this is where this is where political language is at this point. This is apparently a divisive position to hold. Doug Mastriano, running for governor of Pennsylvania, has to actually come out and claim. And remember, this is like, what, 10 years after gay marriage was legalized, right? Gay marriage wasn't legal 10 years ago or so. When was it legalized? Was it 08 or, or 12? It was during the Obama administration. But in a very, very short amount of time, we've gone from that to the people running for governor of a state have to announce that they don't want children being genitally, genitally mutilated on the basis of transgenderism that they don't want pornography to be distri- distributed to children in schools, that they don't want their kids the age of like 12 being taught how to pole dance by their teachers. Like we actually have to talk about this. We actually – this actually has to be a position and not only does it have to be espoused by Republicans, but it's treated as some sort of extremist position that liberals are against. Like what, what do you think you're fighting for? Who do you think is being oppressed that needs to be you know, helped in this way? It's, it's bizarre. It's untethered to reality entirely. But this is where political conversation has to go. So again, let's just, let's just play it again. There's Doug Mastriano running for governor of Pennsylvania saying what should be so unobjectionable it shouldn't even have to be said. But it does, so here it is. On day one, the sexualization of our kids, pole dancing, and all this other crap that's going on will be forbidden in our schools. On day one, all the graphic, pornographic books that are in elementary schools will be, will be pulled out. On day one and done, critical race theory is out the window. Yep. That's right. Yeah, come on. <laughs> and critical race theory is another example where it's like you're like we shouldn't teach critical race theory to children, and the left is like there is no critical race theory being taught to children. And it's like okay, so you agree that it shouldn't be? You agree that it's it's not something that our children should be taught? And there's like, well, no, it's not being taught, but the things that are being taught are good, and it is, but it's good actually. I mean, it's like what, what's your position again? What what are you standing for? Like if you don't think that – if you think that kids are not being taught this stuff, if they're you think that they're not being given pornographic material, 
then you should be okay with us banning it because it's not happening anyway. So why not just ban it and just be on the safe side? Since you agree, this stuff should not be taught to kids. But of course they think it should be taught to kids. Of course they're the ones pushing it on elementary schools. They're doing it with a vast, well-funded network of NGOs that are placing this material into kindergarten classrooms and then calling you a book burner, burner for just trying to remove it again, trying to get back to normal. So I just wanted to play that video as a little lead-up to and to show you, you know, how relevant this next video is, let's go to clip number 17. It's a TikTok, and I, I'm not sure who the user is. I wish I could point you to him because he's right about what he's saying. Let's go now to clip number 17 talking about this concerted, coordinated effort to sexualize children. Man, it's time to step up. As you can tell, the attacks on everything that we hold near and dear that we're supposed to protect are getting stronger stronger and more ferocious as time goes on. Take a look at Pennsylvania. Doug Mastriano, he's pledging to ban things like pole dancing from children's schools. What does the media do? They pretend they never actually shield for it. They pretend that they're not advocating for it. Well, on the other hand, a quick Google search can reveal that, yes, indeed, Media entities are shilling for including pole dancing as a school activity for children. Now, I don't think I need to be the one to tell you that this is not okay. But what needs to happen is you need stronger men to step up and say, whoa, 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 this is not okay. You see it happening all over, even in women's only spaces. And I know that we get a lot of black women, but guess what? They're having their spaces invaded, too, by, lo and behold, <laughs> uncouth and uh, unsavory forces that don't need to be there. So, you're seeing a coordinated and consolidated attack on everything that we hold near and dear, everything that is traditional, everything that's right, upstanding, moral, and Christian. And my question is, what are you going to do about it? It's time to be a man. Weak men have made these times hard. Well, it's time for us to be stronger and bring back the times that were good. He's exactly right. Here's one way that it's affecting women's only spaces. Vermont girls volleyball, volleyball team banned from its own locker room after objecting to a transgender student changing clothes there. The Randolph High School girls volleyball team was banned from its own locker room after objecting to a trans student changing clothes in, uh, in the locker room with them. One student spoke out to a local news about sharing a locker room with a biological male. That girl is now facing disciplinary action. The trans student made an inappropriate comment in front of the girls. And again, how do you justify this? You don't. They can't, right? And this is where the liberals retreat to their very safe space of it's not – of pretending it's not happening, of being ignorant to it, being willfully naive about what's going on because otherwise you have to justify this, contend with this, figure out how this fits into your worldview. They would rather just say it's not happening, but it is, and it obviously is, and it's hugely damaging the entire fabric of this country dealing with these insane people. It's totally insane. They've charged this girl with harassment and bullying charges because they said they're not comfortable with a male student watching them change, getting naked in a locker room. The dispute began when the trans student made an inappropriate comment as the girls' volleyball team was changing the locker room, tr uh, triggering an incident between students. 
the outlet reported that the school's officials emailed parents to tell them an investigation into whether the trans student the transgender student was harassed has been launched. With that, we go out to your phone calls now. Let's go to uh, Wayne in Texas. Wants to talk about the occult monuments at Ground Zero in New York City. Thanks for calling in. Wayne, you're on the air. Hey, Harrison. Um, I wanted to talk to you about <laughs> this Ground Zero because I've been studying it. I'm going to call about St. Paul's Church and the Sycamore Tree and the, the Golden Cap on Wall Street. Um, you know, 9-11 uh, happening and then the, the stock market being shut down for three and a half business days until it opened up on the 17th. And so I thought about this, this occult ceremony that took place where the people in the robes were walking counterclockwise in the eye shape. Do you remember that? I don't. Where? At Ground Zero? At Ground Zero, yeah. I actually, I actually have a video of it still because I remembered this happening. And there'll be a bunch of people that will. But a, uh, a lot of them have disappeared, but I managed to find one of this, but. Um, this Oculus Center, which is a hub for the path or port authority system for like 12 train lines. They, uh, the architect who designed this thing, um, <laughs> you, you just got to check this thing out because... All right, well, stay, stay on the line, Wayne. We'll, we'll go back to you and try to find some of these uh, videos that you're talking about on the other side. Stay with us. Look around you. Everything I predicted from the Globalist Stone documents, from their own admissions, is now happening. InfoWars credibility. My credibility has never been higher. And it's because of your backing of this operation that I can steadfastly, despite the censorship and the boycotts and the attacks and the lawsuits stay on air. But now we're reaching the most critical juncture in the fight together. So I wanna ask all of you today to help keep me on the air. In my decades on air, I've never asked for personal donations, but I'm being forced by the bankruptcy court to pay for 40% of the legal fees, and I can't fund those myself. It's unsustainable. So please visit SaveInfoWars.com. SaveInfoWars.com, where you can make straight donations, five, ten, fifty, hundred dollars, whatever you can, so that I can continue to persevere. I'll never give up, I'll never give in, but I could give out. Thank you for your support. Wouldn't be here without you. SaveInfoWars.com. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, folks. Uh, we go directly out to the phone calls now. Wayne in Texas talking about the occult monuments at Ground Zero in New York City. I mean, I just. I mean, how. Just look at what they built in its place. It's like it's like they're beating you over the head with their symbolism, right? If you stand at the base of the new tower that they built to replace the Twin Towers, it looks like a pyramid. It's kind of weird. You stand at the one of the edges of the building and look up. It, uh, it takes the appearance of a, of a giant pyramid because of the slanting slopes of the sides of it, and it's called the, the One World Trade Center. It's just like, really? Really? You're going to be that overt with it? All right. Okay. I guess we'll pretend not to notice. But you're talking about even more bizarre occult mysteries going yeah. on around there. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. So uh, one, let's take the 50,000-foot view here. So what they do is they mock God. And this is essentially – this is like 
the old World Trade Center grounds were this storehouse, you know, that the, the Antichrist gets full and wants to tear down and build greater. And so what they do is they build these monuments mocking God's word. And, uh, and so in Rome in the ancient days, you had what they called the umbilicus urbis Romae, And this was called the navel of Rome, which was like where all the roads led from. It was the source of all roads. It's where everybody would make their pilgrimage like you saw in Gladiator. And they would throw their, their dirt, their miry clay from wherever their place of origin was into this pit. And then they had the dais, uh, uh, or whatever. I think that's how you say it. It was a celebration for the dead when the disembodied spirits they believe would, would surface. And then they have their festivals or whatever. What's going on at Ground Zero is a recreation of that with this Port Authority transportation system, this Oculus or iHub. If you look at the outside of it, those are ribs that are going around it. And this is what the architect says. And it's a sundial, essentially, mimicking the, the sunlight travels through 102 minutes of 9-11. But he also says that it's a hand releasing a dove, and, uh, and specifically a little boy's hand. And the idea was taken from a mother and child uh, uh, model that the architect did, you know, years beforehand. And then if you go into the middle of this thing, it's a marketplace, literally a mall, uh, you know, trafficking, you know, like seats that sold doves, right? Um, where, you know, you've got all these different train lines and stuff go through. And if you look at one end of it, you see the cornerstone cut without hands or the all-seeing eye. And uh, it stretches forth down the middle aisle from the western wall like a nave of a church. And in a church, a nave of like a church ship would be the middle aisle that stretches forth from the western wall. So this thing's like a combination between several different biblical concepts going on, like the Noah ship with the releasing of the dove. Then you also got like the whale of Jonah with the ribs on the outside. It looks like a whale's tail. Then it looks like the inside of a church ship, but it's a marketplace where there's all this commerce and trafficking going on. And then there's this crane. Here's the real kicker. There's this telescoping crane in the middle of it that's bright red, and it's called Big Red, literally, like the red golden calf pepper on Wall Street. And then if you think about that, you got the little girl standing in defiance of the bull, the bull boy releasing it. I mean, 9-11 was a sacrifice to bullet. Without a doubt, and I can go further and further into this, and I, I can uh, call well, back. No, yeah, I, I, that, that's that's a, a lot of information. Wendy. I haven't I haven't really looked at a lot of this stuff. It's, it's mind blowing. Hold on, Matt. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So Wayne, we actually just found some of this uh, some of this footage from this was actually the uh, one year anniversary of nine eleven. So this happened in two thousand two. But yeah, like you're saying, the eye, the all seeing eye of Horus. Uh, was on display, and uh, we'll we'll roll some of the footage here in just a second. All right. Wow, yeah, truly, truly bizarre. And, of course, you know, we have uh, for the the, the set today is the, you know, uh, Hal from uh, 2001 Space Odyssey, which itself is like this, you know, the unblinking singular eye of uh, AI singularity and, and total computerized control of, of humanity. Well, well, and think about, think about there's, there's eyewitnesses, uh, first responders that said when the sun set on nine 11, you could literally still see, even though the towers had dropped, 
the shadow that was cast from them, and then they're hearing these eerie bell ringing sounds or whining noises from One World Trade Center that stands now. Like they're, I'm telling you, this is like the navel of the city of Rome, rebuilt out of steel, whereas in Rome it was carbon, it was miry clay. Hmm. And so th- this is the footage that Matt was just talking about, the creating an eye of Horus with all of these people marching around in a circle around uh, Ground Zero. Yeah, and they just covered it on mainstream media on CBS like it was no big deal. It's like, amazing you guys found that because they, they, they buried a lot of that footage. Never never underestimate our crew, Wayne. <laughs> I don't. I've, wow. seen, I've seen them work. That is that is really bizarre. Thank you so much for that call. I do want to get to some other callers, but uh, thank you for that, Wayne. Very, very interesting stuff. And, yeah, worth it to go back and... You look back at even 20 years ago, the, the signs and symbols that may have gone unnoticed at the time. Interesting stuff. Let's go now to Clown Car on Coney Island. He wants to talk about a scavenger hunt on Halloween. Thanks for calling in Clown Car. You're on the air. Yeah, how you doing, Harrison? It's Clown Car. I'm Mike C. reporting for duty, sir. Good uh, real, quick, real quick, I just want to let you know, um, we got another event going on. The first one went so well down here in Coney Island. On Halloween night, we're going to have a little scavenger hunt. Sponsored by my boy, Joe Byron. Okay, how do people uh, find out about this? How do, how do people... Well, I think it's on my TikTok, Clown Car NYC, and you can go check out a couple of the little nifty uh, prize boxes we're giving out and stuff like that. But the main thing is, we're, we're, we're inviting InfoWarriors, because this is an information war, and uh, inside these boxes contain some pretty important uh, past articles from, uh, you know, history... Can, including uh, the Clintons and, uh, wow, I'm, I'm, my brain is frozen right now. This is, uh, this is, a, this is a rare moment of, uh, of Clown Car being at a loss for words. Uh, you know, I, ha- I have everything in front of me, and it's just so overwhelming. I mean, I got John Wayne postcards from the 50s. I got Marilyn Monroe pictures from the 60s. I got all kinds of cool stuff that I'm putting inside these little boxes, right? I hit this locker a while ago. And I had a whole bunch of like flea market stuff from the sixties and seventies. But anyway, so what I'm what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get people out. You understand? Yeah. So that we can talk face to face. All this other stuff is fine, going to concerts, baseball games and everything. But we need info warriors to come out on Halloween. Come meet me down there right in front of Nathan's there. Surf and Stillwell. I'm there all the time. Just come down and see me. Some kid came. Did I tell you the story? Some kid came all the way from Washington DC with his parents to an aunt's wedding. It was in Nathan's, looked over and said, Is that the clown call from, from Infowars? Came over and said hello. Oh, is that right? Oh, we love to hear it. All right, Coney Island scavenger hunt this Halloween, uh, endorsed officially endorsed by uh, me, Harrison Smith. I hope you're all there. Give clown rain car. or shine, rain or shine, cloud car NYC on TikTok. I hope it's a massive success, sir. And I look forward to the report after it from 8 p.m. to question mark. Halloween night. Thanks so much for the call, Clown Car. And I, I hope it's a massive success, and I hope a lot of our listeners in the area can make it out. But I do want to go to one more call. We got Bilbo Jr. on Twitter. You were told not to talk about supply chain issues. You work in retail. What happened, Bilbo? So, first off, we're not really supposed to talk about if certain things can't come in or can't. or can. Um, I, I have to talk someone in code because I'm about to clock in for work yeah. and they already know I'm the conspiracy theorist at work. So I'm sure I'm always being watched, but um, so basically if we have 
something needed, say, by a customer, um, we'll go over and look on the inventory, see when it's coming in, and we never get a date. We normally would, and it's usually within one or two days. But before all this, um, you know, we, we could look. And now we we can't we see anything and we'll so they're tell, they're telling you not to uh, not to not to tell customers whether like normally if you go to a store and say do you have this they say well we're we're getting this in next week now supply chain is so messed up they're telling you don't even talk to customers about it one of the ways that your audience you encourage your audience to give you money is in cryptocurrency donations right yes infowars.com forward slash crypto that will end up as a clip on your show tonight your advertisement for your cryptocurrency page people care about the first amendment and in the the cryptocurrency page people can give you in bitcoin yes yes ethereum right yes as well as xrp monero litecoin usd coin dogecoin and stellar this is it give crypto fun infowars Sponsor us with Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Thanks to your donations and your support at InfoWarsStore.com, InfoWars is able to broadcast free worldwide, combating the lies of the Great Reset. Give crypto fun InfoWars. Donate now. InfoWars.com forward slash crypto. I have been in a 28-year marathon battle with a globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalists at point blank range in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new world order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, folks, welcome back. We'll be joined by Leo Zagami in the third hour to talk about all sorts of stuff going on. Of course, he always has very unique insight into the geopolitical situation we find ourselves in. You know, as good as our crew is, and they're the best in the business, our fans always come through when we fall short. Not that we've fallen short here, but one of our listeners noticed that we played that uh, video a little bit earlier, the guy driving and talking, and he reached out and tagged us on Twitter. So now we have the person's name. His name is Flexumuto Malcotaro at M-A-L underscore Flexutaro, F-L-E-X-U-T-A-R-O. Uh, so, good stuff. There you go. Now we get to credit the guy uh, with the video. I wanted to tell you who he was to send you his way, and uh, somebody on Twitter helped to connect the dots. And that's how this works, folks. That's how it all works. All right. We're going to go out to your phone calls in just a second. Just another, another headline here that 
has only about two, maybe three years behind InfoWars on this. We talk about it quite a bit, but then the media makes headlines. It's like they've all just – they're all just realizing this all of a sudden. Who knew, right? Drax, UK power station owner, cuts down primary forests in Canada. A company that has received billions of pounds in green energy subsidies from UK taxpayers is cutting down environmentally important forests, a BBC Panorama investigation has found. Oh, did they watch InfoWars in 2018? Is that how they found it? No? Okay. We could have stopped this years and years ago, but you ignored us and said it was for the environment, kept cutting down trees. Okay, amazing. Wow. Well done. Drax runs Britain's biggest power station, which burns millions of tons of imported wood pellets, which is classified as renewable energy. The BBC has discovered some of the wood comes from primary forests in Canada. The company says it only uses sawdust and waste wood, but that's not true, is it? Panorama analyzed satellite images, traced logging licenses, and used drone filming to prove its findings. Reporter Joe Joe Crowley also followed a truck from Drax Mill to verify it was picking up whole logs from an area of precious forest. Ecologist Michelle Connolly told Panorama that the company was destroying forests that had taken thousands of years to develop. And the craziest thing is they still have the have the dishonesty to tell you that it's carbon neutral, that it's environmentally friendly, what they're doing, because it's not coal. See, because coal has a, a score associated with it, a negative score, a score that says it's producing pollution. So they burn thousand-year-old trees instead, and then they say, we did it, zero carbon emissions. They tear down thousand-year-old forests, burn it for fuel – Instead of coal that comes out of the ground ready to burn and isn't supporting any life before it's used as fuel. And then they say, we did it. We are carbon neutral. They burn down. They they tear down trees in Canada. They process them. They put them on trucks or trains. They ship them to the coast. They put them on boats. They ship them across the Atlantic Ocean. They put them on rails. They take them to the power plant. They process them into pellets. They burn them, and then they say, we did it, totally renewable, no carbon produced. It's a scam, folks. It's just just a scam, just an earth-rendering scam. It's just a – Renewable doesn't mean sustainable. Well, renewable doesn't mean sustainable, and it would be different if these were – like fast growth trees that they plant and then harvest and then and then replant. I mean, trees to a certain degree is more renewable or sustainable than something like coal, but that's not what they're doing, is it? No, they're burning down thousand-year-old forests. They say they're eco, but really they're evil. <laughs> they say, quote, it's really a shame that British taxpayers are funding this destruction with their money, logging natural forests and converting them into pellets to be burned for electricity. That is absolutely insane, she said. Well, she's a terrorist. <laughs> she's an extremist. She's a right-wing MAGA terrorist that must be destroyed. How dare she contradict the World Economics Forum's very loving and caring policies that create this result. The Drax power plant in Yorkshire is a converted coal plant, which now produces 12% of the UK's renewable electricity. It's received $6 billion in green energy subsidies. Burning wood is considered green, but it's controversial amongst environmentalists. Gee, you think? 
Panorama discovered Drax bought logging licenses to cut down two areas of environmentally important forest in British Columbia. They must have eradicated all the forest in Virginia that they were using in 2018. One of the Drax forests is a square mile, including large areas that have been identified as rare old-growth forests. The provincial government of British Columbia says old-growth forests are particularly, particularly important and that companies should put off logging them. Drax's own responsible, responsible sourcing policy says it will avoid damage or disturbance to primary and old-growth forests. However, latest sat- satellite, late, the latest satellite pictures show Drax is now cutting down the forest. It's a scam. I, well, I mean, what are you supposed to say other than it is a total and complete scam? They're getting billions of dollars from the government for being renewable while actively destroying millions upon millions of old growth trees, including 12 million in Scotland, destroying old growth trees of hundreds of years old in Virginia, and now logging entire swaths of British Columbia primary old growth forest to burn for fuel because they just don't want to use coal, even though they could. And it would produce just as much pollution, just as much carbon monoxide or carbon dioxide or whatever other boogeyman they want to make you scared of. Same amount produced. It's just significantly worse than burning coal, and they're being subsidized for it. Drax has their way. See that background back there? See that background? It's going to be the whole earth. (laughs) The whole world pretty soon. By the way, just while we're on it, this was posted to Twitter this weekend. West Germany's government forecast for energy mix from 1974 before it was hijacked by the irrational fear of nuclear power. And you can see a, a graph of you know amount of energy produced over time. And it was their understanding that by where we are now, the vast majority of electricity produced in Germany would be nuclear power as oil and national gas and even coal would slowly be phased out in favor of nuclear power with a, a slight – addition of water sun and other you know natural renewable resources so all of this potential energy caused by nuclear power plants that was all willfully and willingly ignored in favor of nothing nothing they've replaced it with nothing except for russian oil they just need to stop building the nuclear power plants on fault lines i don't know if you've ever looked into that but it's like the weirdest thing when you look at like all the nuke power plants that are built on fault lines. It's crazy. Uh, yes, we build the nuclear nuclear power plant where the earthquakes happen. It <laughs> will withstand the tremors. <laughs> Good lord! But yeah, there you go. So, and again, you know, the 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 main push for getting rid of nuclear power in Germany uh, was the what caused Angela Merkel to be elected. That opened up the gates to migrant immigration into Europe in the first place. It's all insane. It's all totally insane. Let's go out to your phone calls again. We've got John in Michigan. You want to, uh, you're telling us to create something like Daily Wire. Thanks for calling in, John. You're on the air. Harrison. Yes. So excited. It's almost like divine intervention. Uh, you had said earlier that you didn't know how to fix it in terms of like where people's minds are. Uh, and then he kind of talked about messaging, which is exactly what I'm calling in for today. Um, I think that the reason that people have been uh, so blind to what's going on or follow along with all of it is because of entertainment. 
I think entertainment was the mess, uh, the method, uh, to capture the minds of the masses. Mm-hmm. I think media is secondary. Uh, look at something like Mark Dice's man on the street as evidence of the sheep that are out there, how many yeah. people he gets constantly. So I think that entertainment is the way to win the minds back to combat it. Um, I think if I can suggest that Infowars uh, start an entertainment wing, um, books, films, television, look at what Alex did with the Great Reset. Top seller, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you're going to have Amazon and New York Times that don't want to mention it because it's against their narrative. But in as much as Infowars and Alex Jones has done, he puts a book out. And it catches fire, and that's nonfiction. Yeah, let absolutely. alone you know. It, and and you're right. And what and what we need is because I, I know Daily Wire is doing this sort of stuff, but you know I've talked about it before that they they create stuff that's like sort of explicit propaganda, like it's very politically overt, and like that's not the way the leftists and the liberals took over media. They didn't take over media by writing things that were explicit. They took over media by writing things originally back in the day that were good push their message forward and that that is what we need more of and i totally agree john thank you the biggest sale of 2022 is now live it's only running in the last week of september and the first week of october dozens of our best-selling products are finally back in stock and they're 40 to 50 percent off across the board and the most important of them all is survival shield x3 all three types of the very best iodine documented to not just boost your libido, your stamina, your health, your energy, your cells, your immune system, but to overall give you more energy. It's the foundation of everything from energy to fertility. X3, 50% off, is finally back in stock exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. You've heard the callers. You've seen the rave reviews. Now experience X3 for yourself exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com, 50% off. And while you're there, check out some of the other great products that are finally back in stock and massively discounted as well. Part of the Store Super Sale running for two weeks only. Again, X3 back in stock, 50% off. 